And so we're going to conclude this month with our final thoughts on discipleship, which is also going to include a call for all of us to make that final decision to be true followers, true disciples of Christ and what being a true disciple entitles. Now, when we think of disciples, we generally think of those in the Bible, right? The greats, the disciples, the apostles who walked with Jesus, right? And sometimes that's as far as we get. We don't really move beyond what it means to be a disciple. And we may not realize what being a disciple plays in our everyday lives. Because when we think about it, we think about the fact that in the Bible, the disciples were converting people by the thousands. And how many of us today can say that we have led someone to Christ? Just one person. How many have led five people? Ten? Fifteen? Twenty? It's not about who we bring to the Lord, though. It's about how we live our lives. And interestingly enough, our story about being a disciple starts very similar to every story of a disciple. No matter who we are, no matter how many we end up leading to Christ, Anyone who is a follower, a believer, their story starts the same way. Being called. Now, we may though remember that in the Bible the disciples were called in a particular fashion, right? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That is how Jesus proceeds to call all of his disciples, right? All of his apostles. Peter, Andrew, James, John. To the point where James and John are out there fishing, right? And he calls them in. They were called. And you know what? I know something else that we may have in common with them beyond being called to follow Christ. Are we anyone special? Are we a leader? A king? Queen? Are we someone in a high position of authority? Or are we just an everyday person who goes about our lives the best we can, right? 
Well, so were they. They were fishermen. And still they were called. Still we were called. Jesus can and will use anybody willing to answer the call. They just need to be able to be committed to him. And when we answer the call, just like they answered the call, we have something else in common. Our lives are completely changed. Their lives would never be the same. They had no idea what was ahead of them. But they would become instrumental in spreading the gospel across the world. They were truly fishers of men. They were the hands and feet of God here on earth. Sounds like they became important, doesn't it? We may be going and living our everyday lives. Sometimes it feels like we're in a rut. We get up, we go to school, we go to work, we come home, we do our chores, we do our homework, we do what we have to do, we make dinner, whatever, we go to bed, and then the next morning we get up and start that same process all over again, right? In fact, we may not even be leaders in the church. But whether you are an active leader in the church or not, that doesn't change the fact. You have been called. He has called you into his service. He has called you to follow him. He has called you to total commitment. And just as it changed the lives of the disciples, following and heeding this call in our lives will change us. Our lives will never be the same. We will have a higher, grander purpose. We will have a reason to get up every morning beyond the same old, same old. We will be destined for adventure. An adventure that comes from following Christ and only he knows what's in store for us. And so the first question you need to ask yourselves today is have you heeded the call in your life? Have you listened and accepted? Have you decided to be committed, dedicated to serving the Lord and following him? 
Once we do that, we move on. We put down the things of our past. When Jesus called them, as they were out fishing, they did what? It says they put down their nets. Matthew 4, 20. They left their nets and followed him. Now they were fishermen, right? What did they use the nets to do? Bring in the fish. Because fishermen do what? Fish. They catch fish. And so without the nets, they can't do what they need to do, right? It was a token or a tool of their trade. For instance, if you ran a bicycle delivery service, you would probably have to have a bicycle. If you were a taxi cab driver, you would probably have to have a car, right? Taxi cab. When you go to school, kids, you normally have to have books, right? Some of you in high school, you have to even go to your lockers and get new books for each class, right? What we do in our lives, we have tools that we use, don't we? Just like the fishermen have their nets, we have things we need, things we use. They depended on the nets for catching fish. Jesus walked up to them. Some were using them, some were fixing them, because you've got to keep your tools in good working order, right? But they put down what they knew for an uncertain future. A future that was now out of their hands. They could no longer be able to count on their knowledge and their abilities. But instead, they would have to have faith. Faith in those they, on who they followed. Faith in Christ, the one who called them. Right? How many of you guys have ever been asked to do something that you did not know how to do? How many of you felt utterly and completely unprepared to do it? How many of you wished somebody else was asked instead? How many of you ended up actually doing it? And how many of you actually didn't do that bad of a job? Because you learned, right? And did you ever stop to think, well, 
I didn't want to do that, but I'm glad I know I can now. Sometimes, we may be called outside of what's comfortable and known to us. Just like the apostles were, the disciples back then, when they laid down their nets. They heard the call. They made the choice. And they were willing to let go of their lives to follow Jesus and to put their trust in him. But what about us? Are we completely dedicated? We've heard the call, but are we committed to following through to the point where we are willing to lay down the past, the known, and step out into a future in which God alone knows what's in store? Are you trusting in him to see you through? We like to think in today's society about being independent and strong, able to do things on our own, right? We just asked how many of us have ever been asked to do something we were uncomfortable with or didn't know how to do, right? Now, you don't have to raise your hands or comment, but how many of you, when it came that time, researched it? and asked questions on how to do what was expected. And how many of you just bumbled along on your own? Not stopping to think about asking someone who had more experience. Because you were sure that you could figure out what you were doing. Right? How many of us have ever been there? where sometimes the greatest faith we put in someone is our trust in ourselves. When the greatest faith that we need to have is trust in the one who calls us. When you are willing to lay down your nets to put back down your past, the things that you know that are known to you, the things that are comfortable for you, normal, average, and step out into the future that you have no control over. It's not about us. There's no you, no, in the equation. You're going to have to put your faith and trust in something beyond yourself. You're going to have to put your faith and trust in the God, in the one who called you, 
You're going to need to love him with your heart, your soul, your strength, and your mind. Because when you're that dedicated, then putting your faith and trust in him. will become a little easier each and every day you do it. And so the second question, first we asked if you've heard the call and have you answered. The second question is, are you willing to follow? To put down what is known. And it doesn't even have to be what you know you're good at. It could be something you think you'd be good at. I remember when I first heard the call to full-time ministry. I was a 17-year-old little girl. I say that because I had plans, and I like to lay plans out. I'm a strategic kind of thinker. And I had plans. My plans had plans. They had outlines and steps and goals five-year plans, 10-year plans, 15 years down the road, this is what would be happening. And it all changed one day when I heard him say, come and follow me. I have a plan. And what I'd wanted to do what I had planned to do with my life became something completely different. Because it wasn't what I had planned, but what he had planned for me. Even those who wouldn't even claim to be Christian can quote Jeremiah 29, 11, right? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to... Right? prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Those plans that they talk about in Jeremiah aren't always the plans that we have for ourselves. And being uncomfortable about it is completely different than being harmed by it. It doesn't say that I'm not going to ask you to step outside of what is your known and what is comfortable for you, for what you think you want, and to what I know you should do. The disciples, they lived their life on faith, faith in Christ. And that is what allowed them to be able to put down their nets. To step out into the unknown. And to follow Christ. To become a disciple. Are we ready? And are we willing? To lay down the nets of comfortability to allow God to be in control and to allow him 
to do the planning. Last week, we read it from the message. Remember, it says, he's in control. We're not flying the plane, he is. But are we letting him? We may be called to an uncomfortable place, an uncomfortable situation. Matthew 4.22, James and John were fishing with their father. And they left their father and followed him. How many of us have ever been called away from family members? Had a job? Something? in which we had to leave some family members behind, either for a day, a week, a month, or years. It's not enough to just lay down our nets and be willing to go into what is unknown. Because we can be willing to do all kinds of things. But if we never follow through with it, if we never act upon it, that's completely different. It's kind of like people who think that they'd be willing to go skydiving, right? They get up in the plane. They're psyched. They're ready to go. But then something happens. When it comes time to take the jump, they're unwilling to leap out in faith. They fail to follow through. That can happen in a lot of situations, right? We fail to follow through. The disciples could have claimed to have faith, the apostles that could have claimed to have faith, but until they were willing to do it, it meant nothing. We talk a lot about the second part of the story when we hear about Peter walking on water, right? About how he doubted and began to sink. That's the part that we remember the most, isn't it? But think for a moment. Out of all of them in the boat, how many were even brave enough to get out of the boat to start with? Just Peter, right? The rest were shaking in the boat, scared because they thought it was a ghost walking on water. They didn't have faith. Peter at least got out of the boat. I mean, let's face it, you're in a boat. You know you don't walk on water. You're pretty sure that's not one of your talents. And there's the Messiah, Jesus, who has originally called you by some words, come and follow me, right? 
And he's there, and he's standing on water, but you know he's a little bit more special than you are. <laughs> you know he's the Messiah, so you're kind of like, hey, he's the Messiah. He can walk on water if he wants to. But then he says, come, come to me. He uses that word again, come, right? First it was come and follow me, now it's come to me. Whenever they depict this scripture in live action, they always show Peter being kind of hesitant about it. But if you've ever read the scriptures and you get an idea of Peter's personality, does Peter seem like a hesitant type of guy? Let's face it, Peter is the guy who shot off his mouth Toiling Jesus, I will never deny you, Lord, and then did it before the sun came up. Peter's kind of impulsive. And I think that was actually beneficial for him at one point because he could be impulsively faithful. Jesus is there walking on the water. They think it's a ghost. Peter, they're like, is that really you, Lord? Yes, come to me. Peter, I like to see, I think Peter just jumped over the side of the boat and was like, done. There was no, let's taste the water, see if I can stand on it first. I think he was done. He, he was on the water at first. Peter was a little impulsive. I think it's a moment when he slowed down and started to think that Peter goes, wait a minute. I'm not the Messiah. Why am I walking on water? Oh dear heavens. He lost sight. He lost faith. And he began to sink. But at least he got out of the boat. If it was us, where would we be? Still in the boat. Let me tell you, I did not really like water to start with, and drowning is a fear of mine. So I cannot honestly say where I would be. Most of us would like to talk like a big Christian and be like, yeah, man, I wouldn't even sink like Peter would. I'd be there. I'd be like Jesus and high-fiving him when I got over to the side where he was standing, right? But let's be realistic with ourselves. We are constantly and consistently asked to step out on faith. To walk across unsure and shaky ground into the unknown and to rest upon the promises to put our trust in the Lord and on talents that he will give us that we don't even know we have. And sometimes, we just sit in the boat. Because <laughs> we, we're scared that we don't float.
but we can't be true followers, true disciples, until we are willing to get out of that boat. It's one thing to say to have faith. It's, an, it's one thing to come to church. But it's not faith, and you're not a disciple. If it's not affecting and influencing every aspect of your life. The sad thing about the world today is that there are so many Christians still on the boat, in the boat, that even Noah may not have built something big enough. We're willing to sit in the boat and tell people how things are supposed to go. And thankfully, there are those few Christians who are willing enough to jump over the side of the boat and try to walk on water. I mean, I'd love to be there because the moment that Peter actually at least is standing on the water, I want to know what the other disciples thought. I want to know what was running through their head. I want to know what they were saying if all of a sudden it became like a sports game and they're sitting there, do it, Peter, do it! Or how many of them may have said, oh, Peter, you're going to drown. Oh, my goodness. Peter, just come back to the boat. And which... One, are we? Are we encouraging others? Or are we, well, you know. God helps those who help themselves. Ever heard that? When it comes to walking on water... Helping yourself isn't really an issue. It's about faith and trust. Because we do not walk on water. We are not created that way. It is not something that we have the power to do. But him working through us, we can accomplish all things, right? Another scripture verse that most people would know, whether they're Christian or not, Philippians 4.13, right? I can do all things. Now, some people like to stop right there, like this is a Nike commercial, just do it. I can do all things. But that's not where it ends, and sometimes that's where we fail. I can do all things th through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what kind of tennis shoes you're wearing. They're not going to get you to the finish line. If you're not putting your faith and trust in the Lord. Where are you? 
Don't hesitate to follow him. And when you follow him, you truly become fishers of men. We are being called to be disciples just as they were, to come and follow. We're being called to step out of the boat. No matter what storms may be raging around us, to put our faith and trust in the Lord. And we too are being called to be fishers of men. To go and show Christ's love to the world. And to share the gospel with them. We're going to take some time in prayer. And we want you to ask those three questions. Have you been called? Have you listened to the call? Have you answered? Are we willing to put the nets down, the past, the comfortable? Are we willing to get out of the boat? Because great things are in store. And if we are willing to put our faith and trust in him, we can walk on the water across whatever storm and situation comes in our lives. Are you willing to be fishers of men, sharing the gospel to the world? Just take this time in prayer.
Is that indeed our prayer? Are we willing to commit to that? That we are His. Are we willing to surrender ourselves to Him? Heavenly Father, we just come before you right now this day. We thank you for everything that you have given us, for the call that you have given us to be disciples. May we listen, may we heed that call. May we be willing to cast down our nets, to step away from the past, beyond the known and what is comfortable, into a future where you know, where you have a plan, where you are in control. And may we be willing to, may we be faithful enough to you Lord, strengthen our faith so that it is indeed true that we can get out of the boat to follow you. That way, when you tell us to come to you, to follow you, we do so. Give us strength. Oh, strengthen our faith. And help us to be an example for others. We ask these things. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.